Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy Holidays from giftcards.com. Hey everyone, this is John Roca. You know me, the outlaw. Well, I got something to tell you. You got to watch Unsolved Mysteries free on Pluto TV. Watch 24-7 episodes of the classic true crime show featuring Robert Stack on its own channel. You remember that show? I love it. He'd come in with that trench coat, be like, hey, 
unsolved mysteries. Pluto TV is free TV with over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand all for free. No credit card needed. No sign up. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Download Pluto TV for free on all your favorite devices today. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. ProWrestlingSheet.com Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. I am your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the CEO of Pro Wrestling Sheet and the biggest Ronda Rousey mark there is, Ryan Seth. <laughs> That's a new title for me. I like it. I, 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 no shame it. in that one. Yeah, no shame in that, that one, one whatsoever. I've been a fan for a while, so yeah, no shame. No shame. <laughs> I'm rolling up my sleeves, man, because we got a lot to talk about in this Raw, <laughs> and I don't want to get too crazy or mad about it, but we saw a lot of the same this episode that we saw last episode. So um, maybe a little more cohesive storylines being laid out, but we're building up the TLC. Overall, did you like this Raw? What you feeling? Did you like it better than last uh, last week's Raw? I mean, overall, it was better than last week. Yeah. Um, but Because we didn't have the Corbin hour. I guess. Three I, hours. I think that's part of it. But I think that also, um, you know, it's weird. I really didn't like the first half of the show. Okay. I just didn't enjoy it. Okay. Um, but the second half of the show, I, I didn't mind as much. Okay. I wasn't like... I feel like last week there were a lot of things that kind of just were like, just kind of like, I don't know, just didn't make sense. It was yeah. just kind of like, it was insulting my intelligence kind of, it was just like such a disjointed effort from stuff that we've seen in the past. It mm-hmm. just like wasn't quite, wasn't quite, didn't fit in the right puzzle pieces yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, but this week, I, I mean, I got it. I understood all of it. And at least like um, there were, there were positive Moments that I can that I can find throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Last week I I couldn't find really any. Yeah. This one I can at least. There are things I enjoyed yeah. within this episode. I would agree with that. There are things I enjoyed as well. I, starting off with this tag team match. I know I know this is in the first half of the show, so maybe you don't like it that much. But I like the way this thing started. There was no dialogue, no promo coming out. It was just boom, Ronda Rousey coming out with Natalia taking on Tamina and uh, uh, Nia Jax, and then of course the Riot Squad comes out, messes with Natty, Tamina, and Nia take care of Ronda. And Natty has the arm elbow, the issue, the issue, the uh, uh, but they they threw it to the table a little harder than I anticipated. Yeah, well, she's right. a heart, so she she'll, she can take it. You yeah, know? I guess so. She's a, that's right. It's a good point. She's yeah. a heart. She's used to that. Uh, but yeah, she she played the elbow injury out. We had Ronda go out to the back, challenge Alexa Bliss a little bit later. You know, get in her face. Which Alexa, did. look, she is growing by leaps and bounds every week. Yeah, I, if she never sees a ring. 
I'll be happy. If she stays as a personality in this way, I think she's made the jump so believably. You could make her the general manager of Raw, and people would not have an issue with it. It's interesting for me to hear you say that, because yeah. only because I know that you, you know, a few weeks ago were saying that you felt like Alexa Bliss was like the star of the women's division, that she yeah. was like the future of women's wrestling. So I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that you'd be so cool with just seeing her transition into a non-wrestling role. Now. Yeah, I feel like because she's getting injured a little more frequently than you than she has been before, and I'm wondering if maybe there's hit, she's hitting these physical walls that she has because remember she's not trained as a wrestler uh, uh, from like from teenager like like Lita or 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 Bailey like or even Sasha wanting it from a young age right she's a fitness model first so her body isn't conditioned necessarily over the years to take the hits and the bumps that uh, wrestlers do and so I feel like maybe she's there's a possibility here I glimpsed the possibility of more for her than just being a wrestler I think there's a bigger role for her to play so. Yeah, would it suck to lose her on that end? Sure, but it seems like there's enough going on here with the Riot Squad, the emergence of the Riot Squad, all of them now kind of having their own thing. Sarah Logan, Liz Morgan, Liv Morgan are having their own thing, and of course would be Riot. Then you throw in uh, uh, Nia Jax trying to come on. You throw to Tamina. You throw in uh, Sasha and Bailey now talking about being tag team. There's a lot here to take the place of Alexa if she was to step away from it. So I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I hear what you're saying. No, no, I, 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 I think you're right in that regard. You know, I, yeah. I, I literally right before we came in here, I put up a. I, what I was working on was that I posted a, um, a story on the site mm-hmm. where Mark Henry talks talked today on Busted Open Radio about mm-hmm. um, Alexa Bliss's injury and how he had like a 15 to 20 minute conversation with her about wow. it. And I, I was kind of surprised that he went this in depth about it, uh-huh. even though it's a, it's a short clip. Um, it was interesting. He basically says that like – she got injured and that she got a concussion. And I remember at the time WWE had said it was an arm injury. Right. But he makes it clear in this thing that she suffered a concussion at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to say that was around SummerSlam. I think that was because of SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. She, she got a concussion. And then he says that in that time she like couldn't remember where she was at times, couldn't remember what she was doing at times, couldn't stand up straight, wow. like had all these issues and that it was really bad off. Um, That's and, scary. And that she came back too soon, mm-hmm. got hit in the head again, and was right back to where she was. And so um, he does say that she's been cleared. He says that she's been cleared okay. to return to the ring. Oh, wow. Um, that's what he says. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to verify that. Um, but, I, I mean, I could I, – I 100% see a future in Alexa Bliss in professional wrestling not in the ring. I mean, yeah. I felt that way about Alexa Bliss before she even really transitioned to the ring. I mean, she was great as a manager yeah. for uh, Buddy and – Buddy Murphy. Uh, Blake and Murphy, yeah, um, and you know, even even prior to that, like I remember in the old school NXT days, mm-hmm. like when she was a, I want to say she was Scott Dawson for a mm-hmm. very brief minute, I, a minute, and I thought she was entertaining there too. Mm-hmm. Might have just been in promos that leaked online, but I just remember I've always thought that she was very charismatic. She, yeah, that that is her 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 biggest. Uh, um, that's her biggest strength yeah. is her charisma. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. I liked her here. Um, I didn't dislike the opening segment yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Um, I like that. You know, I, I like when they deviate from the norm a little bit. So so in, in that regard, um, I, I did like it. Did you get – did you like – I mean I, I started seeing – and I'm an old old wrestling fan. So I started seeing shades of Afa and Sika, uh, the Samoan brothers, as I was watching Tamina and Nia do their thing. Like the female version of them, you know, just as destructive, just as powerful. And both – 
powerful in different ways as wrestlers. And so that, for the first time ever, I was like, oh, I could see something here. And like, so, like, like you said last week, we see them becoming tag teams all over the women's division slowly but surely. And so we see this coming. And, of course, we'll get to it just a little bit. But like uh, Sasha and Bailey say that in their uh, Q&A thing that they did. Was that the, and that was the first time it was actually mm-hmm. said by talent. Yes. On, uh, like they've said it on Twitter. And stuff like that. that was right. the first time it's been mentioned on TV by the talent, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, thought, okay. so yeah, so it was interesting there. So, uh, and speaking of that, that's the next thing we move into. Alexa, this is the thing I hated. The open forum? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. It seems weird. Look, Bailey and Sasha have great personalities, yeah. uh, but they're not always consistently great on the mic. And so, well, Bailey definitely not. Yeah, exactly. Bailey, I, I think Sasha, yes, but not mm-hmm. in her current, like, But not consistently face, great. Like, no, Sasha can cut a promo. Yeah. All right. But I do think that, like, face. It's just tough. It's like gotcha. it's, it's face hard. Sasha isn't as good as heel Sasha in promos. That's how I look at okay. it. That's how I look at That's it. Fair. And, and and I don't know. This whole thing was just so. One, it was a copy of last week's, but one of the least popular segments of last yes. week, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah, man. It was like doubling down yeah. on, a, on a really shitty segment that nobody cared about. I was like, no, 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 it was good. Look, it, we'll do it again. And yeah. it was like just as bad this time. If not, maybe even worse this time. Right. It was like you didn't you didn't see how shitty this was last week. Um, the, I'm worried that this is going to be a thing they're going to do for the next like yeah. little bit to try and get to to use it as a vehicle to get to the women's tag team titles mm-hmm. somehow. I don't know how, but somehow. I mean, even they were talking about like WrestleMania. They were saying like, oh, we want Lita and Trish for the tag team titles at Re- women's mm-hmm. tag team titles at WrestleMania. It's the first time a seed like that has really been planted yeah. on TV. So if that's the direction they're going. I guess I can – I'll have to tolerate these segments, but I just feel like there's a more interesting way to do it. Yeah. Unless well, – I mean obviously I don't know the end game. Maybe mm-hmm. they have like a really fun way this is all going to end where like Lita and Trish are in the crowd and they're like, what about these tag team titles or something like that. But overall I was just like, man, like this was just – Boring. Yeah, it was kind of boring, and you wonder uh, what this is going to lead to because it seemed like they were trying to promote Sasha and Bailey more here, like keep them on TV, put them out in the public, give them extended time in the ring, not wrestling, but extended time initially, but extended time in the ring talking. But this, to me, looked like another uh, uh, um, building block for Alexa stepping in and being the overall. Look, I have a feeling that occurred to me as I was watching this Raw that she is going to backstab Corbin and take the GM spot from him and become GM. Because if she doesn't want to wrestle him, because the, the concussion stuff is real, people. It is very real. Because these athletes are not those fat dudes or fat women you saw from the old days. These are people in super shape, high-end fitness experts, CrossFit. What have you lifting exorbitant amounts of weight? You see in the NFL, all the leagues across now, all the sports leagues, it's really transitioned to people who care about their bodies, want as much power as possible, as much strength as possible. And you see people getting hurt more and more. And so, if Sasha wants to step, I mean, if Alexa wants to step away, this is yet another. She ran that segment so well and so powerfully, and kind of made the reverses here. She was just like a mini Stephanie. Oh, I'm I'm in charge of it. I might be a heel. These girls come running out, Dana and uh, Alicia and uh, 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 Mickey James, and no, I'm going to get an impromptu tag match set up. And then she's clapping afterwards when Sasha and Bailey win. So this did nothing for me for Sasha and Bailey. This did everything for me for Alexa. That I agree with you on. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't even thought about that. I, you know, that happening until you started talking about it. Mm. But that would kind of be a, 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 a nice it. direction to go in oh, with yeah. the Baron Corbin kind of like. 
taking abusing his power basically. Yeah. yeah. And that you know those are like oh well Alexa wasn't abusing her power. Look, she's trying to talk to the fans. Mm-hmm. She's holding down the women's division. And Stephanie would be like, you know what? I made it. I think the better elect will be. Alexa Bliss, I, that's a better yeah. story. I think you're. I I, I could 100 percent see in that right. going that direction. Yeah, 100 percent. And it works in 2018 where you have two female general managers mm-hmm. of Raw and SmackDown, absolutely, and two female wrestlers that fans really uh, love. Yes, I know there's a vocal minority that hate Alexa, which I was surprised to see come after me on numerous social media accounts. I was shocked to see how many people don't like Alexa. Yeah, I was going to say that when you said how loved Alexa yeah. was, <laughs> I know you. you I that, no that's concept. What, that's like you, me and the Bell Twins, where I'm like, I love them, and everyone's like, Bah! <laughs> It's shocking to me. They're like they're like uh, Nia screaming into the microphone backstage last night. <laughs> she's beautiful. She can wrestle. She's good on the mic. Like I don't know what people want here, man. She's still young too. She's still building, and she's got all the building blocks there. That I think she'll be in there in the end. She's got to um, have that indie cred. Yeah, I guess so. Well, she's on NXT. That counts, doesn't true, it? True. I know she's not down in mm, OVW or but some she wasn't shit. really wrestling in NXT. I know. Yeah, I know. But she started <laughs> wrestling, and then she's won the belt multiple times. And there's some good matches. No, I'm not of that crowd, so yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate no, I'm trying to, If anybody out there is feeling that yeah, way. you guys. We're talking to, he's talking to you guys. I want to hear specifically what your issue is with it. Like, specific. And make it good. Make it intelligent. Don't come in with monosyllabic crap. Literally good. If you give me a good debate, I will come back to you and have a discussion with you. Uh, one thing I won't uh, have a discussion with you about is the racism in this Lucha House Party <laughs> crap. Uh, uh, Lucha House Party on a three-on-one – they're supposed to be faces uh, with Lucha House Rules took on Scott Dawson. Ryan texts me. He goes, they came out in sombreros. I just said that as a joke. And then they came well, out in sombreros. Last week we were talking yeah. about this and we were like, next step. Is they're just going to have to come out with giant sombreros. Yeah. Well, we had one part of it wrong. They went with mini sombreros, mini sombreros instead right. of giant sombreros. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, man, I uh, – I, I I saw I think a few, I saw some and I haven't gone and listened to it but someone yeah. tweeted us saying that Kalisto talked about this on Stone Cold's podcast oh. and I haven't had a chance to go see okay. the, the, this portion out um, but basically the person who tweeted us said that Kalisto said it was their ideas something that they liked something that they thought the children would like and would help them get them over with little kids and stuff and that it's like oh it makes people happy so we're doing you know that, that that's the reason why they did that it wasn't a uh, a mandate from above. However, that being said, that being said, <laughs> um, it just really does perpetuate yeah. like certain students. Yeah. And even I was texting my friend Kevin Silva, who is also an Hispanic dude. Okay, uh, you know who used to be a host on Wrestling Sheet Radio with me. Um, happy birthday, Kevin! It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Kevin! Um, and, and even he was saying the same thing. We were like, God, you know, Vince loves this. Of like, course, Vince is so like Vince. You know, he's sitting in in Gorilla, just having a ball, yeah. like just. Just, ah. Yeah, yeah guffawing, just like, yeah. oh, 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 you know? And it's just like, I mean, look, at, I'm not like overly, I'm not like snowflakes yeah. in a room sitting no. here just like, oh, it's so offensive. Like, what, I, I, whatever, you know? I, but, yeah. but it's just like, man, it just, I, and we had the whole talk about it last week, so it's not worth going into again, but it was just like, man, you had to add another one in there? <laughs> like, I really am, I feel like you said, I think, in the text message yeah. that next week they're going to have a guitar. The guitar or, or the trumpets. <laughs> The guitar or the trumpet, uh, The trumpets, yeah. uh, or they're going to wear the all-white suit that, that you've seen from the old Speedy Gonzalez uh, type of things. They're going to hand out ponchos to yeah, kids ponchos. in the front row. <laughs> they're they're going to come out like we see here in L.A., uh, cooking those uh, hot dogs wrapped in bacon. On the, oh they're going to have the no. card coming out. You should not have put that idea out into oh, no. the universe. Oh, no. Oh, no. What have you just done? Or the fruit thing on That's the side with the so juice. That's going to be so much worse than, than, yeah. the, than the lawnmowers oh, that yeah. the Mexicans used to ride out in. <laughs> Walking 
out there oh. with, with the little cart. Hot dog, hot dog. Hot dog, wrapped bacon. Hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so bad. But uh, I hate it because I, I, I almost feel like it's possible yeah, now based possible. on the. the, the oh. And they were even like taking the candy out of the pinatas and handing it to children. Children, I don't care if the guy's on TV. Don't take. Those candy, candy from, from strangers? strangers? Yeah. There's a terrible lesson to be teaching on TV, <laughs> especially if the guy's got a mask on. But it doesn't matter. If the guy's got a mask on yeah. and he's hiding his identity, do not take candy from him, children. Yeah. Even if Lesson it's a cat Brian mask. Satin. Even if it's a cat mask. Even if it's a cat mask. <laughs> yeah, it's not as cute as you think. Um, the match so, itself, though, you know, I will say this much. Grand Metal League? The match was entertaining. Yeah, it was. Like, considering Scott Dawson had to wrestle three guys <laughs> and make it believable, yeah. Scott Dawson held his own. They did he let did. him hold his own a little bit in the match. Um, you know, there were parts where he was kind of like holding it down yeah. a little bit. Um, the lucha, the lucha rules thing. Like, I just really don't understand. It's heel stuff. It's one. It's heel stuff. 100%. Three on one is heel stuff. But I don't really understand. Like, I was trying to think of this last night, and yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, whatever. These are fun to watch. It's yeah. fun to watch three guys. Kind of like acrobatic style, just like sure. mixing in and out of the ring, circling and circling, and yep. all doing different things. It reminds me of like that video you see from like the fifties of like the French wrestlers that are catapulting into the oh, ring yeah. or whatever. You know, like that's <laughs> oh, kind of what yeah. it looks like when you're watching these lucha house party rules match because they're all just flying in and out and doing their whole thing. So it's a fun thing, spectacle wise, sure. viewing wise, it sure. is entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting there trying to think to myself, like, like where does this go? Like what? Yeah, are, like, there re- are the Revival heels? They're definitely heels. Okay. Which is confusing considering it's they're just getting confusing. ganged up on and yeah. beaten up. And yeah, yeah uh, doesn't make sense. They're like, hey, we just want to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, where do you know? Right. Um, but I was trying to figure out, like, what – like, like I don't see this being a thing that they're going to have going forward, mm-hmm. like, for a long time where – the lucha guys are just gonna be able to come in and just beat up people. Like yeah, that's not yeah. gonna be a thing that they're gonna start doing. It's not gonna be a uh, a type of match that's gonna get pushed by WWE. If it is, it's gonna be it's gonna go the way of the Lions did. Yeah, like yeah. no way is Vince gonna care about a match like that on a on a long term basis. Yeah. Like I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, eventually. right. Yeah, I, I think that's what was interesting. I, I want to get your thoughts on two things here. Dawson did that promo afterwards. Great Dawson, promo. Did you, uh, that was surprising. Dude, he killed it. Yeah. That promo, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on the YouTube channel. I also retweeted the video. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was good. Like, it's one of those times where you can tell someone's like, just give me the mic. Like, let me do my thing, you know? And and, and he said it in a tweet. He said, like, give me the mic or, yeah. you know, or just give me the mic every week or something like that. But, yeah. man, like that promo, you go like, dude, those guys are great professional wrestlers. Yep. Like, they cut promos. They're they have awesome. great matches. They have, they have five-star matches. Yep. Like, they're, they're, they're an insanely talented dude. And all I could think of while watching that promo was – the, also, the tweets that they put out. Yeah, uh, that 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 that's, the revival. That the other thing that's you want to bring thing up. Was, yeah. Okay, cool. This is yeah, fighting the elite. Yeah. What is this so, all about? so then the so for those of you who didn't see it, uh, Matt Jackson. I'm gonna pull it up so I don't yeah. butcher the actual tweet. But Matt Jackson said, uh, he said, one day we'll wrestle the one day we will. Excuse me. One day we'll wrestle the revival and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Dash, if I, I believe it was Dash, tweet or Dash or Dash, one of the two uh, tweeted the exact same thing. Which you don't. I, I mean, look. At, I know that. I know that they kind of were tongue in cheek a few about a year ago. I want to say it's a year ago now. Yeah, maybe even longer when they were kind of like doing the whole FTR thing, the you know fuck the revival thing, and they were kind of like you know heavily playing that up on being the elite. But then yeah. kind of when when the invasion thing happened and. 
and just kind of like in general the the elite kind of moving away from being like the the suckets and the two suits because yeah. of the cease and desist they got. They also moved away from use you know from referencing WWE talent. Well, I guess they still talk about age and they still do it tongue in cheek, but the revival stuff was 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 much yeah. more direct, and they they really stopped doing it. This is really the first time we've kind of seen them yeah. pick that back up again, and I'm like, it's interesting that they did that with all these reports going on about uh, all elite wrestling, mm-hmm. and and you know even. Even this weekend, you know, on Friday we put up a story about how – or Thursday, I'm sorry. We put up a story about Matt and Nick kind of re- talking about the trademark filings. But they were very coy about it, yeah. you know, played it smart. But then you look at Cody, and Cody's literally sitting in the owner's box of the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars game this weekend. Yeah. Like, they're cle- there's clearly th- – th- there's something happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it's interesting that the Revival are, are kind of like feeding that. You would think – You'd think that it might get him a little bit of heat if, if you know, knowing, yeah, knowing the industry and knowing WWE. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the, and I wonder if, and I also think this is a dangerous tweet too, Ryan, because we hear all this stuff happening as you just mentioned. Whoa, we hear all this stuff. We had one of the light bulbs go out. Oh, we hear all this stuff. Oh, maybe it's. Did we do that? I don't, I no, I don't think so. We start talking about all elite wrestling, and <laughs> someone tries to shut yeah. us down. What's what the that? hell? Uh, powers that be, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we were on, though, right? Yeah, we were. We were talking wrestling. about that, just trying to figure this out here when you look at it. Uh, is this a dangerous tweet for them? Because are they ankling? In a way, to get involved with all elite wrestling, are their contracts coming out? Are they frustrated about what they're doing at the WWE? Is this a dangerous tweet for them to send out? The Vince goes, what is this all about? Or do you think this is all part of the game? And is there some future that mirrors Impact uh, and Lucha Underground where they're, and uh, who else was in, in NWA where they're all fighting Interconf- interfederation, interconference. Like, there's WWE no would way. never step down. There's but no way all WWE gets big enough. I have a very hard time believing that. Or maybe NXT. I have a hard time believing that okay. that that uh, all elite wrestling will work uh, in if it becomes a, a promotion that it would work in partnership with WWE. Right. Um, as great as that sounds, uh, yeah. I do think you know we kind of meant we kind of. Talked about a lot of all elite related wrestling, all elite wrestling related things on Wrestling Sheet Radio this last okay. week, okay. and I think we all kind of agreed that like you know those guys working with WWE once their contracts with Ring of Honor are mm-hmm. up in any way would kind of spit in the face of the message they're trying to convey with yeah. all the stuff they're doing that like yeah. that it can be done without WWE that we're trying to change the game that we're trying to give people another place I just think that it, it kind of goes against the what they are promoting mm-hmm. what the people are behind them for you know I have a hard time believing they'd be able to convince their current audience of like no nah, man these guys are great now <laughs> now that we're there they're great you know like right. I just I just had that hard time believing that's that that's a great point you know um, so I do think Semi dangerous of a tweet uh, in terms of like it probably get it could get them some heat. Oh yeah, but at the end of the day, <laughs> could it get worse than where they're at right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, That's a good point. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It can. It yeah, could. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I mean uh, we know professional wrestling. Yeah. It can. They can bury someone very hard if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, but it's like man, they're. It's it's not good as it is the way they're being used. I mean, the, the, I they're barely used. The, the only time they're used is to get is to kind of like get other talent yeah. over that isn't really even being given a a, a dedicated push. It's that's, like a short term push, right? You know? That's what my concern is. Yeah, so. they're hitting their walls themselves, maybe in some way. And if they see the contract running out, they don't want to end up like the Ascension. Yeah, 
This is just like a is like a that's a cautionary tale. Yeah, if you're a tag team, absolutely. I Oof. mean, you were dominant. They were one of the most dominant NXT champions, just like the Revival, yeah. and look where they're at now. So yeah, exactly. you're, you're absolutely. I mean, look, look where they're at now in terms of like they were getting a push like three weeks ago, and they're they yeah. were they haven't been or a few weeks ago. I don't know exactly three weeks, but a few yeah. weeks ago they were in the mix. They're nowhere to be found again. Yeah. So so yeah, it's 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 interesting. I too uh, have been kind of like, you know. Knocking down a few doors to find out like when their contracts are up to because I'm interested. Like I, yeah. I, I also thought the same thing. I thought it was kind of telling. Yeah, yeah. You look at that. Well, someone who is dominant uh, is Drew McIntyre, and Finn Balor had himself a Drew McIntyre appreciation night. He gave him something. Uh, what or was Cor- it? Corbin had it. Cor- Cor- I'm sorry, Baron Corbin had this. Uh, uh, yeah, Bear, uh, had him uh, appreciation of Drew McIntyre. Gave him Raw's Gold Medal of Excellence. I've never heard of that before. I don't know who's ever gotten it the best. Maybe one of you wrestling fans will let me know if this has been used before, but. But this whole segment was about criticizing the superstars in the back because Corbin felt that you know they had betrayed him and they hadn't stood by his side. He said Drew McIntyre stood by his side, and McIntyre came out and said he wanted to shape Raw. And his once again, another person wants to come in and shape Raw in their uh, shape. You know, Raw is Rollins, Raw is Owens, Raw is whatever, Raw is Jericho. It's been going on for such a damn long time, uh, and you see now uh, uh, McIntyre wants to do the same thing. But then he says the wrestlers are soft, playing video games on their social media, which probably is a legitimate concern from some other wrestlers. They're probably seeing like you're getting over because you're working the social media, not for anything you do in the ring or anything you do outside the ring. You're just doing it through social media. That's certainly a concern for some of the older school wrestlers who respect the business, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So now you hear this situation coming through, a little real life stuff. Then Ziggler comes out and goes, hey, man, I wasn't invited to the party. What's this all about? And McIntyre mocks him. We saw this break coming since the beginning. It finally happened. It seems a little bit, not necessarily organically done, but we did say that Ziggler might turn face uh, a week or two ago, the possibility of it. And it seems like that's what's happening now. But Ziggler hit him with a zigzag and went forward from there. Did you like the way this was all handled or did you think it was a bit lame? There were parts I liked and parts I didn't like of it. Um, I liked... I like Drew McIntyre being given a monster push. Yes, yes, yes. He deserves it. Certainly. He fits the role. He looks the role. He is great in the ring, great yeah. on the mic. Uh, he's like a physical specimen. He, he you know, like, I, 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 I like that. Um, yeah. I even liked, you know, the, the, the gold medal thing. I like, yeah, it was I, I, funny. Was, I was very into all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have, I have for a long time said that I think there's money in Dolph Ziggler still. Sure. Um, but I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily know if I feel like there's money in a face Dolph Ziggler. I think that that's kind of where he was floundering for so long. Yeah. It's like, I'm doing it for you guys. We're doing it together. And it was like the switch to Raw, the the pairing with McIntyre, mm-hmm. kind of made him feel more fresh. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they, they had to be together forever. Because I think, we, like you said, we we everyone foresaw from the beginning yes. this a, a, not a permanent vehicle for both of these guys. It was just a, a temporary thing to kind of get them where they needed yeah. to be. Yeah. But I just was like, man, I just – I don't know if I think that the crowd – I think that there would have to be a lot of work done to get the crowd behind Dolph Ziggler yeah. again in terms of cheering for him, of like wanting him to overcome the odds mm-hmm. of all that kind of stuff. I feel like we've already been there. We've already done that. Um so I this whole time I was really hoping that McIntyre was going to be the one that was kind of like giving the face push mm-hmm, when they mm-hmm. split. Um, oh, interesting. And if not, I was kind of hoping that it was more so just like, hey, we did what we did, we got where we needed to be. That was why we did it. Now we're going to go our separate ways. Because right. I do think they're both better as face or as heels. Yeah, I think they're both better when they're in, not better, but they're both good when they're somehow aligned. It's been yeah. it's been a good teaming. That's been a 
Yeah. It's been good. Well, They've been, been fun to watch. I've enjoyed, yeah, I've enjoyed their matches. I've enjoyed the pairing. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that was kind of like where I was at with, you know, with, with, with the actual in-ring talking segment. I did not like Drew McIntyre's loss, first loss yeah. really since hitting the main roster, That's happening weird. on a random Raw yeah. to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I felt like, like I don't think it's going to necessarily kill his push or or stunt his push or yep. anything like that. But mm-hmm. but I do think that it was kind of like that's a moment you could have really built built up to. Like yep. he was one of the most dominant people on Raw at this point. Yep. Um, and I get that it maybe helps Dolph. By beating someone that dominant, yeah, but are we in the business of helping Dolph? That's how I feel right now. Is right? That I don't think McIntyre's I think that the if one you're who looking, it. If you're gonna like, it's like going to a horse race, and you're yeah. gonna bet on one of these two horses. Yeah. You're gonna bet on Drew McIntyre right now, and I think the more important thing is preserving Drew McIntyre, right. not not making a, a face turn for Dolph Ziggler, yeah. regardless of how you know the state of Raw is in flux while they're trying to figure out who's going to be the guy, you mm-hmm. know? Also worth noting that n- was the Universal title mentioned once yeah, in I the episode? Yeah, I didn't hear it all, yeah. It's crazy that with all this going on, not one person cares about the Universal title. I think that's, just, that's why I was so mad when he won it. I was so mad when Lesnar won it because I'm like, no, it just disappears now. It yeah. goes right into the ether and nobody gives a shit till he comes back. And it's frustrating because I'm from the day and the generations and the decades where that belt was – prominently featured on all these programs. Hogan fought so much. He defended that belt so many times when they were building the WWE. And you saw Stone Cold. You saw Triple H. You saw Rock. All these people come in. Bret Hart carried it for a long time. This is a legendary belt to carry. And yes, it's Universal Championship now, which makes it a little bit different. Than top the title in WWE. But it's still the top title. Exactly. And so to have it just disappear for weeks on end or months on end, it's super frustrating. It's super frustrating because like, well, what's the, uh, I don't know, what's the legitimacy what's the, the of the motivation title? motivation of anyone right. on the show. Right. What's the prestige of the title if it's constantly out of the realm? Well, I think that's partly why SmackDown is so much more entertaining because yeah. the champion is always there. The championship yeah. is a, a part of the show. Is yeah. The championship is an integral um, vehicle to push storylines, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, you're, it's, it's weird when there's, like, all these guys and there's all these bad guys yeah. and nobody cares yeah. about the universe title. If there was one character who just once a week said... Where's the universe title? Why? Yeah. Is there, I feel like that person would probably get over as like a, as like a, because uh, you see yourself in that wrestler. Yeah. If Kevin Owens is on TV every week. Like, I want the universal title back on Raw. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be, it'd be entertaining. So I don't know. I, I yeah. I think that side note that bothered me a little bit. But but yeah. But I do think that yeah. I, I felt like it was a weird choice to have Drew lose here. Mm-hmm. Although at the same time, my own devil's advocate, <laughs> I do understand the idea of like. Not wanting, you know, they haven't really been pushing up the fact that Drew McIntyre was undefeated or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was more just circumstance. Right. Like, oh, weird. Actually, yeah, he hasn't really gotten pinned on Raw since yeah. he came to the main roster. So it wasn't like, oh, his streak has ended or anything like that. But I did think it was a, it was an odd choice. I don't yeah. think anyone gained from it. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I don't think anyone gained from it. And if you're supposed to push him as a heel, he should be winning this match in some nefarious way. And keeps him in the heels. And you still build uh, Ziggler up as a face because he's the one being hard done by McIntyre. Well, granted, I will say it, 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 we should note that he he didn't win clean either. No, he no, did no. have help from Finn Balor. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and that was another thing that I did enjoy this whole episode. Yeah. I liked the running theme of Finn Balor kind of being like the spoiler to all the bad yeah. guys who are running amok right now. Right, right, right. Like, cause he, you know, he came out in this match, he came out in the other match later in the mm-hmm. show, or not the match, but he held Elias later in the show. Yeah, which we're just going to talk about now. Yeah. yeah, and like, you know, I liked 
you know, I I do think that Finn Balor could be a replacement as the guy on the show. Oh. I love Braun Strowman, okay. and I think Braun Strowman is an easier to sell because yeah. Finn has been kind of damaged since being on the main roster. Wouldn't that be ironic, though, right? An, an injury to another person clears the way for Finn when Finn was the one who got injured and cleared the way for other people to step in. And Finn is looked at as a locker room leader to yeah. some, you yeah. know, to, to, to a good portion of the roster and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, I think that it would, you know, if, if they can use this, mm-hmm. they can get Finn out. Over a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They get Finn out of this, the smiley, not caring about his position, yeah. Finn Balor that we've seen, and get him to a prominent face position. Like, I really want to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar at, like, one of the big four pay-per-views. Okay. If you could get Finn to that place again. He was there once. Yeah, yeah. He was there at, at a certain point. Like, people were so into him. You can get him back there. Yeah. And I do think that... Man, like the Demon versus Brock would be a killer universe title match. Like the guy who never really got his chance to get the universe title back, never really lost it against Brock, who's never really there. That'd be a fun match. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, take a page out of the Action Army and have somebody come out there going, where's the belt? I can't believe I'm saying this. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Elias was introduced uh, to the WWE Universe uh, uh, there and did his thing. You know, he was like, uh, I want to wrap my guitar around Bobby Lashley's head. I want to do all those things that he's doing. Leo Rush came out. Did you like this promo? Okay. So I I was very confused watching this promo. Yeah. Because it was like, wait, didn't Elias turn face? Yeah. Why is he like talking crap on the crowd again, telling them to silence their cell phones? And then a heel came out to talk shit to him, and you're like, wait, I'm confused. Yeah. I thought he turned to face. What's going on here? But then when it was over, right, there was one little moment to me that I said, you know what? There was more thought put into this than I am giving it credit for. Mm -hmm. Because I think everyone really was focused, and it's a silly thing, but everyone was so focused on Elias' hair and how it was all frizzy and out of control. I think, and this could be looking way too into things, but I think it was done on purpose to show that he is stressed about all the life he'll beat him up and that, like, he is, he was... Unhappy, like that he was, that he was a little frazzled with everything going on. That's why he was talking shit. He was kind of like thrown off, right? The bad guys have been getting to him, right? right. Then Lashley came out. They get into it, right? Finn helps yeah. Elias. Yeah, throws Leo right Rush back when, into it. And then right when Finn helps Elias, Elias didn't. He, I think he hits Leo Rush, right? Yeah. Hits him the guitar, or whatever. And then right when he does that, he had this, like, moment of peace where, like, he wasn't frazzled anymore. And if you watch, I could be crazy. I could be looking way too deep in this. <laughs> but when he, after he did that, he had this, like, moment of peace for a second. And then he put his hair back. Yeah. And his hair didn't look all frazzled anymore. Like, he, like, went and did one of these, like, ah. As a guy who had long hair, I still have long hair. It was like, I could see it was like a, he was stressed. He, like. Relieved, it felt better about it, and then was yeah. like, "Okay, I'm good now. Thank you, Finn Balor. Hair's back to looking good." And put it back. I, that was how I looked at it, and I. I like this. That's what we looking, do. We analyze. That's what our job is to analyze. Maybe I overanalyzed no, here, I like it. but I, I was like, you know what? I think that there was more thought put into that than I gave it credit for. So I, I ended up, I ended up liking it at the end of the day, okay. even though I was very confused as like. As it was happening. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, let's move on here. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They took on Drake Maverick and AOP. Anything to say here? Maverick defeated Roode. I just, it was one of those things where this is where the whole handicap rules thing is starting to get to me. It was yep. like, it finally got to me where it was like, a, really? Is this all, is this, is this the thing that I have Baron Corbin do all the time? Is just like 
every match yeah. change how the match is supposed to be. That is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Honestly, like I I I, I enjoy the show, but like when I have a certain set of rules that yeah. I abide by in my universe, and it's just constantly being shit on, like I, I it, it's frustrating as a viewer. Is, you're like is. you're like. I can't think of like what to compare it to, but it's like what's well, supposed to be exclusive. This idea that him coming or anybody, any general manager coming in and going, no, 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 no DQ now, no DQ now, or I've changed the rule now, or it keeps going, or I'm bringing a new. Ref- that's supposed to be rare because it's it's a frustrating situation. If he's doing it all the time, then the frustration becomes irritation, and you lose the authenticity or the uniqueness of that situation. That was so well worded. That Don't was you think? A, yeah. Uh, I could not agree with that more. Yeah. That was why I, I, as a viewer, I, yep, you nailed that one. Because as a viewer, I go like, oh, Corbin did it again always. You know, but, right. but, but because he's been doing it so much, yeah, it turned into irritation where it was yeah. like, oh, really? Like, yeah. come on. Like, I, like do something d- different. Like, I right. don't know. Like, you can't have a dusty finish for every match. Yeah, it's like. It's like a, you just can't. I used to play Extreme Warfare Revenge on the computer. It was like, it's like a game <laughs> where you can like book wrestling. And yeah, you can like book the finish and stuff. If you booked a show with all dusty finishes, you'd get a bad rating the, like the, on the yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. The, and the audience would turn on you. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's. You, I couldn't have said any better. You nailed it right there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to what Ryan really wants to talk about here. Dean Ambrose as Bane coming out with his gas mask, doing the things that it's crazy. <laughs> he, he he said he's protecting himself from the scum of Houston. Uh, and then he talked about Rollins is going to fight in that TLC match. Talked about what the, the emotion is, all this kind of stuff. And then, of course, Rollins came out and attacked him for mine. It was a big old thing. But him coming out in that mask was just brilliant on so many levels. And I'm like, okay, finally, you're doing something unique with Ambrose that takes it to the next level. And this feels like he's perfectly suited for sh- crazy shit like this. When they when the horns started playing, did you get that it was going to be Ambrose right away? No. Or were you, like, confused when yeah. the guys were walking? Because I was, too. I was very confused I was when the like, guys started who, walking out. Like, who's coming? Uh, and so when when the, the new wrestler or and something? And then when he strut out with the mask, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, what is oh, this all about? Okay, okay, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't I, you can't hate on this no, because it's like no. it's one of those it's like if you don't like this you probably don't like WWE like, right you know like like I, even if you didn't enjoy it or whatever you can't be like that was so stupid because it's like this is what WWE yeah. is like silly things like this are what make you know are what build wrestling yeah. what build WWE specifically not professional professional wrestling necessarily but definitely WWE in the yeah. like sports entertainment aspect of things where it's like just an outlandish thing that would never happen in real life but yeah. they're able to kind of make it work um so yeah, I, I, you know, it was it was fun to watch. You know, I, 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 I love when they keep up kayfabe so hard. Sometimes yeah. that they'll say something so stupid on commentary, but like you just like accept it because you're just like, well, whatever. It's a, it's a scripted world, but it made me laugh when Michael Cole referred to the the guys as a SWAT team as the SWAT team. Yeah, yeah, SWAT team. Because you go like. Come on, like, like the cops took time out of their <laughs> schedule to come help Dean Ambrose' germophobia yeah. obsession on Monday Night Raw. Like, that's not cops, no, you know. No. It's indie wrestlers that he put in gas masks. <laughs> so, I, I, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, obviously Jake Snake didn't get bit, or you know, right? Or, 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 right. I mean, you the monster, the, all that kind of stuff, you know. No. So, so uh, yeah, like I, yeah, I liked it, but it, I. I it's not really something you can pick apart because yeah. it was just it was just kind of silly stuff, right? Who does the siren? Who does the was that uh, Scott Steiner? Was it Steiner? Yeah, it's right, Steiner. Yeah. Woo! 
And then Cesaro kind of has one too. Yes. Um, Wasn't, uh, didn't, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, one of the MMA guys, like UFC guys that came in early on. Shamrock. Shamrock had something like that. And then Taz has that. Which is Taz good. has it. The Taz has the D. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love no, that. Shamrock was more like. I thought it started with a. And then he did his thing. But maybe I'm wrong. So maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong. No, I think it's just. Yeah, I think it's just. I did justice there. He's Slater versus Rhino. Man, you didn't they, like this? What, tell, talk to me about it. Okay, but actually, first of all, wait, before I jump into it, I do want to say, oh, yeah. besides the silliness, Dean Ambrose's promo was good. Fantastic. Great promo. Good like, stuff. it was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, made sense for his character, helped build the, the story. It's going to be a fun match. Yeah, helped get to TLC. So, all around, yeah, positive yeah. for that. Absolutely. Um, gave everyone a, a meme joke opportunity for a Bane reference. So, <laughs> all around good. Um, yeah, you know. I didn't dislike any of the Rhino Heat Slater really? stuff. Yeah, okay. you know, I I I felt like they should have been used this whole time they've been on Raw. Like mm-hmm. I I think they were entertaining when they were on SmackDown. So I think even recently I tweeted about how I would love to see Heath Slater get used more. Like mm-hmm. I think I think I did a story recently about how he said like just I just want a chance. Like just, just please I just want a chance again. Like no, I had that chance Slater's so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forget exactly. I'll pull it up. Yeah. I forget exactly what he said, but. It was something along the lines of like, I just want a chance again. Like, just give me a chance. Like, I just yeah. want a chance, you know. And and I'm pulling it up as I speak. But okay. he, yeah, he said, yeah, that's what he said. He said he's just hoping for a future opportunity. He said, right. um, I got signed with WWE when I was 22 years old. I've been through Deep South, Florida Championship Wrestling, and the and the foundation of NXT. I've been in faction after faction and tag team after tag team. None of them actually went the way I hoped. I just hope that one day before this is all over that I can do things my way. And as a grizzled young vet in the business, I hope that time comes sooner than later. Yeah. And that was in September. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, to me, it seems like they might be giving him that chance. Like yeah. The, you know, like, oh, all right, here. Here. You want an opportunity here. We're going to yep. give you one. Like, the roster's a little more thin right now. We, we're, things are in flux. Yeah. New people are given new opportunities. We need new people in the mid-card. We've got to move some people from the mid-card up to the, to the top of the card, the main event scene. So, like, yeah, you want a chance? Here you go. Here's your, here's your chance. You get you know? to step over your friend's body. Good. <laughs> here's your chance. I feel like – I've been asking around. It doesn't seem like – I saw a story saying mm-hmm. that like Rhino said something to the live crowd afterwards. I don't know about that. But, oh. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, it doesn't look like Rhino's actually leaving WWE. Okay. So it seems like this is just a storyline. Sure. So I'm almost wondering – if Corbin, sorry, if Rhino is going to come back as Corbin's like muscle, so to speak, oh, it could be good. Is that like they're going to give them both an opportunity? Like, because I do think the Slater thing has legs, where like yeah. he's forced to be the referee. As we, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I, I jumped a little bit ahead, but I, you know he wins the match. Yeah, um, Rhino gets fired, and then when he gets to the back, uh, he's all you know, like, hey, can I do anything for Rhino? That that sucked. And Baron Corbin's like, no. Also, you're not a superstar anymore. You're now a referee and hands yeah. him the referee stripes. And then <laughs> Slater stands there all sad. Um, I won the match for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of this, I feel like, has legs. Like, I, I am intrigued by this storyline. Like, I am of the belief that every level of the card should have something. Like, yeah. there should be something going on to not where, like, to where it's not like the same people all the time. I think I even mentioned last yeah. week. I don't know, it was last week or two weeks ago, the open challenge. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But I said, like, it would be cool if it was Slater again. Mm-hmm. I like that Slater's getting a chance. I think Slater's someone who has been there with all of these guys. All yeah. of these guys that are – most of these guys in the main event scene, Slater's been there with them for a long time. Yeah. Like, look at the rest of 3MB. I mean, yeah. they've all had main event title runs, you know. So 
I think that there's the, there's opportunity there for for Heath Slater. So when I watched this, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I like it mainly because look, if it was actually Rhino leaving, I would think it was a little dick way to have him yeah. go out like yeah. in a, a quick match, um, twenty year vet, over twenty year vet going right. out, which is kind of like a whimper. Yeah, would be a bummer, but I don't think that's where it's going. I mean, WWE.com did an interview, well, one of their like backstage things that they love doing, where they post a video on YouTube of of their camera guy and the interviewer going up to the wrestler backstage after a bad moment and being like, is there anything you want to say about this? And putting the microphone in their face and they're just like, and then look at the camera angrily and walk out. So like they did one of those at Rhino to make me think that this is not him actually going away. I feel like he could, do you think that Rhino could be repackaged in a way and taken seriously in that whole Bobby Lashley crew of guys? Listen, you're asking me for my opinion. Yeah. So I have to give you my opinion. But your honest opinion. Yeah, yeah. You've never been a Rhino guy? Here's the deal. Um, and this is really tough for me to say. And if, I, if this guy ever sees me on the streets, he'll probably kill me. But Gore you? Yeah, I'll probably gore me. The thing is, when Rhino was in shape, Rhino was uh, – you could believe Rhino could do and beat anybody. The Rhino that's heavier now, I don't. The Rhino looks older. He looks He looks – Fatter. And so to me, it doesn't exude that kind of guy nowadays that could be repackaged and the fans would get behind, blah, blah, blah. If you turn him into muscle for, for Corbin, then there's something here because then you have Slater as the referee, maybe uh, being a referee for these matches. Then you've got Rhino doing certain things, maybe getting involved in some way. And Slater's looking the other way because it's his friend. And there's the, so there's storylines to play around with in this way that I think is more believable than giving Rhino another run in the ring. Or That's more like that. what I meant, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say repackaged and stuff, I don't think that Rhino has main event run potential yeah, no, or anything no, no, no. like that. Yeah. But I do think that he could be a, a, a useful player in Absolutely. that whole scene right now. Yes. You put a suit on Rhino. We've yes. never really had like suit Rhino. Sure. And I thought when he was running for political office that like it would have been a fun take when he lost yeah. to kind of yeah. like take that politician Rhino and have made that his new wrestling character, like failed yeah. politician Rhino, which would have been fun, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like there's still opportunity to do that. Like, Rhino is a smart, disagree. well-spoken dude. Yeah. Um, and so I think you put a suit on him, have him be like corporate yep. tool. Totally whatever, works. I think it totally yeah, – cut his that. hair. Let him cut his hair. Mm-hmm. I feel like feel like there'd be, there'd be something there entertaining-wise. And I feel like the Heath Slater thing. Yeah. Do you feel the same way as me in terms of like there's opportunity there for him? Like – there is a redemption story with him being the the referee, and we could lead to that him being a serious wrestler. We've seen that happen, right? Where refs are like, uh, where refs get involved in storylines, right? Little Nate, we saw that way back when. That I still love with Robinson, uh, Danny Davis, right? And so there's the Nick. Uh, I forget what Nick's name was in, in WWE. Patrick. Nick Patrick. So there's we've seen referees get involved. Now we we rarely see a wrestler turn referee and get involved in the storyline. That's kind of rare. So there's something to explore there for Slater if they stay that route. But what I'm and then comes you, back in the ring. That's the more what I'm saying. You think that he'll a, get involved somehow yeah. and then come back in the I ring? Do, yeah, I do that to treat. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever seen something like that yeah. where someone was someone's like hey, where, where someone's like, hey, you're at the end of your career. You got to go be yeah. a referee now, which is a thing that happens in the industry. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's like a you know. They're played off Teddy. of a thing that does happen in this year. Teddy Long, Scott Armstrong, yeah. Drake Wirtz at, at NXT. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's not too old or anything like that. Right. But it was like, hey, you're probably not going to get an opportunity here as a wrestler. But you can have a long career as a referee. Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. yeah. You know, Scott Armstrong, you know, was a longtime utility player. Yep. Now he's a pivotal member of the backstage team, yep. you know. And so referee, pivotal back, you know, from referee to backstage employee. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that. 
I don't think that this is the end of Heath Slater in either the Either one of them, no. Yeah, or either one of them, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's the end of either one of them, and I'm very intrigued to see where this is going. Yep. So because of that, I gave it a, I give it a thumbs up. Okay. Right. The main event is the next thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Before battle. you get to that, yeah. one more thing that I saw. We're running out of time. I know. Yeah. One more thing that I saw them talk about on yeah. – well, they said we could do an extra 10 minutes oh, because oh, of the okay. – Five minutes because okay. of the lights going out. <laughs> okay. Um, but – I saw. I felt like there was a lot of mixed opinions on Corey Graves calling out Renee Young again. Okay, and do in what way? Well, a lot of people were like, "That was super." Like, and I know this is about the dating scripted. thing with Ambrose. Yeah, the Ambrose stuff, where okay. it was like, you know, are you really not going to tell us anything? And she's like, "I don't know what you want me to tell you." Like, right. I, I, I don't know what you to tell you. Like, professional, personal life, blah blah. She was kind of mentioning all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of people have mixed reactions to it. Some people were like, "Hey, if this were the real life." This is a real scenario, real life scenario. Suspended disbelief. You wouldn't get mad at your coworker for not wanting to talk about her private life on television or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you think that it was a little? It, 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 it didn't help it's at all. It's professional wrestling. That's how I felt with like, it. Like, what are we talking about here? That's this is how not I a felt. Real thing that's happening. Yeah. Okay. If, if this was real, like an actor at a press conference <laughs> grilling her fe- his fellow actress about her personal life, who maybe she's married to the director, and then he's like, "Why won't you tell me what the director was thinking?" During this scene, that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Just real people talking real stuff about a real thing. Professional wrestling is a whole nother ball game, and there is no way that they are throwing the Renee Young, uh, Dean Ambrose kind of storyline into the situation without running it by her and him. Yeah. And here's the deal: Renee is a lifer. Stop trying to create Renee Young as some kind of damsel in distress for your uh, your defense. Renee can handle herself just fine. She is been she's been at WWE for a very long time, over a decade. She is uh, really cemented. Has it been a decade. I now? feel like it's been a decade. She's Possible. cemented herself powerfully in that uh, organization, and so they're not going to do anything without her consent, her approval, especially something like this. And this gives now Corey Graves and her something to go on about because before he's bashing uh, what was the other guy's uh, what was the other guy's, uh, 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 Coachman. Yeah, Coachman or the other guy behind him who got moved to SmackDown. Uh, Byron. Byron now. Uh, Byron, whatever his Saxon. name is. Byron Saxon. He gave Byron. They went back and forth and Heather, him, him and Renee need something and Renee's becoming more and more vocal in her. She's found her role finally as a color analyst on Raw playing off Cole playing off graves so to me this story this whole thing makes uh makes sense and it gives them both something their own storyline to have in between matches or during matches which kind of keeps you going in this way as a watcher of the show so i have no problem with it all and like, again i mean like, nobody even, needs to defend renee young renee Grayon can handle herself just fine no i mean like i mean even like people talk about jesse ventura and vincent man how it's fun to have yeah. them bicker like that, that at was each great. other or bobby, bobby and, gorilla. and gorilla they bicker each other like yeah. that so i yeah i I was very confused by that. I was like, because she's a woman, like he's supposed to not do that. Yeah. He's a bad. He's it's, supposed. He's kind of like the heel commentator. Yeah, it's like, almost going to do It's that. almost reverse sexism that you think she needs to be defended for this storyline against Corey Graves. She can handle herself just fine, and she told Corey Graves, "This is what I can and can't talk about. This is what this. Is what, I don't know. It's just as crazy to me as it is to you." She plays into the thing. She understands the business she's in. Yeah, and I like when I feel like when WWE is ignoring. Um, something that is so known to to, to WWE right. audience, right. it makes me feel like my intelligence is being insulted a little bit. And so um, I 
personally felt like this was a good segment because it made me feel like, oh, they're blending reality with fiction, yep. which is what rest, which is what I love about wrestling when yep. that happens. And 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 yeah, like they're all things that like to me, it just like it. it it made sense, so yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't understand the the people being all angry about it, right? Because if someone was dating Rhonda or Alexa, let's say Buddy Murphy beca- gets on the, and becomes like a, one of the color analysts, is Corey Graves not allowed to ask him about his relationship with Alexa? Or you I don't think, think they're they together won- anymore? By the way, oh okay, so he probably shouldn't. What? Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, if they were to do that, or let's say then anybody who's involved with any female wrestlers who are wrestling. Um, they, there's no way Corey they won't find a way to to work that storyline in there. So because she's a woman, it shouldn't damn it's equality. It's yeah. equality. So it would all be talked about. And it's pro wrestling for God's sakes. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, anyway, that was a uh, weird one. I was like, I tweeted yeah. about how I liked it, and people were like, what? I'm already what? And I, I was like, what? I, I'm confused if people watch professional wrestling. They don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> they're dealing with the. They're making fun of the leukemia for God's sakes. All right, uh, fin- <laughs> prioritize. Yeah, I mean seriously. You're angry. Seriously, they, you got to look at the levels. Uh, Finn Balor took on Jinder Mahal. God knows why. Uh, uh, this was like they hadn't – I don't know. Finn took care of business here. But once again, Mahal is just being used as what he's being used as. And you know, OK. I wanted yes. A, it was a good match, but it was a great match. And, I, you know, th- hadn't they fought before when he had the belt? I thought there was something on SmackDown where they fought before, but maybe no, not. Maybe Finn I'm off. was never on SmackDown. OK. I don't remember. But I don't think they – I don't think so. Yeah, you're so. probably right. But, you know, at least – and Apollo Th- Crews came out. At yeah. least they're using Jinder Mahal again. Yes, I know, but... Because I know that last week we were like, He's being really used. competitive match with No Way Jose yeah. for a few minutes. But then it led into like a competitive match with Finn Balor now. Yeah. And so like, yeah, you know, it wasn't the, the, you know, the most exciting match that's going to make me like glued to my television. Right. Um, but it was entertaining. Yeah. It, it was passable. I agree. Um, and I think that, you know, with every, with all the restructuring going on, I like seeing that Jinder Mahal is not one of the afterthoughts, at least. Right. Like, I, I think that he is an entertainer. I think that he's a capable person in the ring. I didn't mm-hmm. hate him as much. I didn't hate his championship run as much as others. Um, I didn't hate it. I loved it. Yeah. So, so I was like, you know, at least he's in the mix a little bit yeah. here. Like, he's not being, he's not like, too wasted. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think people need to analyze their issues with General Mahal being champion because it, it was perfect to have him as a heel yeah. champion in this way. It helped. Because you are watching this going, this guy should not be in this position. It's supposed to make you angry. That's it's how it works. It's supposed to make you frustrated. You know why? Because there are people you work with who are in positions you don't want them to be. There are people who hate that I'm in this position who I work Which with. Which ones? Not here at the job, but like <laughs> in other outside who want my job. There's, there's certainly that. So you see that in, uh, in, with Jinder Mahal too. So that's why he was a perfect heel. He frustrated you. They kept winning and you, he couldn't lose, and it was frustrating. And you know why? Because he's a heel. It's supposed to make you angry. It just made a lot of sense to me. So, uh, did you like Apollo Crews interfering? That was the most random yeah. thing I have of ever. All people. Of, that was the most random thing that happened on Raw last night. Is you were like, "Wait, did Apollo Crews just come out? Yeah. Like what? What? Like yeah. where? Did, What's like, happening here? Did, and maybe I'm forgetting. Did I miss something? Is he gonna be the Bullet Club? <laughs> did I miss Ballard something? Did, yeah. did, did, was there a previous thing with Jinder Mahal and Apollo Crews? Not that I know of. Well, there was a thing. There was like a few weeks ago, I think, he was trying to do the, the whatever. The, the Shanti the, thing? Yeah, the Shanti thing, I think, with Apollo. but And I think he, I think Apollo beat him, so I don't know what this was all about. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, and I'm sorry if I don't if, if I don't remember that there was a previous thing to those mm-hmm. of you watching her yelling like they wrestled four weeks ago on main event or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. I I, I honestly don't remember it. Yeah. But I was so confused by it. Like, I was like, that's random. But and, and then I was thinking like, so it looks to me like Finn is 
building his own team. He's back. Yes, and it feels like after this match, he's back. What you said, he's moving towards that main event picture. Right? It seems very clearly that's what's happening after this match. Especially when Drew attacked him after. And then it was like, like, okay, they have used Finn a lot Mm -hmm. during this show. With one of their top heels. With one of their top heels that they're clearly into right now. Um, So it seems like they're kind of like giving the ball a little bit to Finn. I'm into it. I liked it. I think a lot of people are. I was confused, though, because TLC is next. What's after TLC is like... It's not Royal Rumble after TLC. No, no. I don't know. No. Royal Rumble. Offhand, in... I don't know. Well, but no, I... Royal Rumble's in January, right? Okay. Isn't Royal Rumble usually in January? So I, there's got to be one other one. Yeah. Right? Before, is it, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, TLC is December 16th, 2018. Uh, NXT TakeOver January. Yeah, Royal Rumble. Then Royal Rumble. January. Okay. Yeah. So I'm one. I guess maybe it's like going to be. A thread to get to Royal Rumble, maybe, but I'm wondering like what this team element is really gonna build towards, like, because mm-hmm. like I don't know, it's not like I feel I feel like the team of Finn Balor, Apollo Cruz, Elias, and I guess Braun Strowman yeah. seems like the new version of um, what was that group called the, the, with Mick Foley and they had the two by fours. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, with, oh. with Duggan? No, 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 no. It was Mick Foley, Test, Big Show, and oh, someone uh, else. Oh, Jesus, I don't remember. Oh, uh, what were they called? They were. Oh, everyone listening to this that, <laughs> that watched the attitude, <laughs> attitude are so <laughs> mad at me. Mick Foley, Test, Big Show. They had a name. It was like the, okay. the Union, I want to say. The Union, that was the it. The Union. Yeah. The okay. Union. It reminds me very much of like the Union, of just like a, you know, everyone likes these guys, but we're not really sure what to do with them, so we're just going to throw them in together and yeah. have them kind of like... Do stuff for now because it's a it's a very random foursome, yeah, right? Am yeah. I, am, right? No, no, it is. It's a random foursome. Like you're like, when did Apollo Cruz and but so Elias the other and Braun so Strowman all become homies? I guess they're all NXT guys. Yeah, so that's maybe like a thread. But there. the union was a random. Pair the union was so random. Yeah. I think Ken Shamrock was in that group of, too. Of, sounds about right. Yeah, Ken Shamrock, Big Show, Test, and Mick Foley. <laughs> Which you know what? It's not a bad. It's, it's a, very similar to yeah. Mick, it's very similar to Finn Balor, Apollo Cruz, Braun Strowman, and Elias. You may have cracked this thing. It's certainly possible. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the union too. That's crazy. It's like the it's new simple. union. The new union. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> well, the red light's on, so we got to finish okay. wrap this up. Ronda Rousey and Ever Moon then took on Nia Jax and Tamina. First of all, before we get to this match, because obviously Ronda Rousey won this thing. Did you like Nia Jax yelling into the mic when she was doing her promo? Oh, I hated it. It was terrible, right? As someone She's who's so la- bad on the mic. As a loud person, because I am a very loud person, I know that that makes people angry because I do that on accident <laughs> sometimes. I have to watch myself all the time when I'm talking into microphones. My first day at TMZ, I'll never forget when they were like, hey, can you pitch this? And I was like, yeah. And I put the microphone on and I stood at one spot and it was six in the morning. <laughs> And I was like, we've got some. And they were like, eh. They all, like, the whole room, it looked like that like old ad where the sound pushes the guy in the chair. Like it, the whole room went. Memorex, I think. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. The guy, everyone in the room went, hey, down a few notches, dude. <laughs> down a few notches. It's six in the morning. And I was like, oh, sorry. Same way as Stone Cold's podcast. I was all nervous. Yeah. I get ner- Whenever I'm nervous, I get way more loud. And I'm already loud, but when I did Stone Cold's podcast, I started like talking all excitedly when we started the interview. And he just like quietly mimicked to me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, you're redlining. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, I, I, I know that that bothers people. And I was uh, I finally got to be subjected to it last night myself yeah. <laughs> watching Nia Jax do it. So, yeah, that was, that was rough. Don't do that again, guys, yeah, please. Uh, that was nuts. Uh, I was just like, this is not the way to get her over with the fans. You're trying to use irritation to put her as a heel as opposed to, like, good stuff. Yeah, like, irritation. Smart stuff. I like your – you know, yeah. that word is good. The irritation yeah. – 
it's like a, a fine line mm-hmm. between frustration and irritation. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It always is. Yeah. Uh, the match itself, though, I like. Yeah, the match was good. I like when it doesn't wrestle a bad match. No. I'm sorry, she doesn't. No, and yeah. I, I like that one part where where she, Ronda was like, "I want Nia Jax," and then like Tamina tags in Nia Jax, and Nia Jax gets all like concerned, gets in, like looks like she's gonna do it, and then tag back yeah. in Tamina real fast, and Tamina stood there like looking pissed off. That was a fun moment. Yep. I liked it. I felt so bad that that running knee didn't connect as well right. as as it did over the weekend at a live event because yeah. I tweeted a video. I tweeted a GIF of her doing the exact same spot, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Superman elbow to the running knee at a live event, and it looked so dope. It looked so dope. Like I was like, oh, that that has to be part of her moveset. Like, that's great. Super powerful running knee, badass. You got to use it. And I felt so bad on Raw when it just like was so clear, like a terrible angle, made it so obvious that she wasn't touching her in the face. Um, And obviously that happens to like every single wrestler. But when you're trying to create a new moveset and like this is the time you're debuting it on TV and it kind of goes that way, it makes you nervous that we're not going to see her keep doing it. And it looked so cool at the the live event. Um, so I like the match, um, but I will say that was maybe the most lackluster ending to mm-hmm. Raw that I have seen in like a decade. Like, yeah. I was like, wait, that that was the end? Yeah. It was almost like uh, that movie The Cable Guy when the cable cuts out, you yeah. know, and they're like, they're all switching their channels like, What's the, what, what happened? What? Like, I was like, wait, was it supposed to end there? No yeah. one's running out. No one's going to say anything. There's going to be no hook for mm-hmm. next week. There's literally just... Okay, run Rusty one by yeah. like it was it was weird, right? Yeah, it was a little weird. I guess they're trying to they're trying to uh, connect the beginning and the end in that way. Like, True, with the tag team, and so she does win, and it's, it, so you go home happy, I guess. I guess but, it's like yeah, yeah you, the, the, it's a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. I guess, I guess. But what a, th- a three act play. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, very lackluster ending. I, yeah. I like a little sizzle to my ending. I agree. Yeah. I thoroughly agree with you. And it did, I don't think it helped to promote the match in any way. Uh, and you know, everybody knows what's happened. What's going to happen? And there's no way she beats. Right. And there's no way she's the one who's going to take the title off of Ron. I saw oh, what website was a, it? A naughty decision to make. I saw a website, and I forget which website it was, so I don't want to say the wrong one. Mm-hmm. But I saw some website suggest that Ronda Rousey should lose. To Nia Jax in a squash match at TLC, and I was like, mm. and then it said that would save Raw. I was like, no, no, don't. That person should not be allowed to write yeah. editorials yeah. anymore. <laughs> I agree thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. All right, well, that's our recap of Collider. Uh, oh, that's our Raw recap on Collider Body Slam. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, Ryan, you want to tell them where they can uh, uh, follow us and do whatever? ProWrestlingSheet.com is the website. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where all the videos go that we put up. Uh, we recently put up a fun video of Jimmy Wang Yang's 15-year-old daughter making her wrestling debut in nice. Japan. It's a short clip, but it's just cool. Uh, she was there as part of like a quasi-Young Dragons reunion. Cool <laughs> stuff. Um, but other fun YouTube videos as well. Uh, we got a recap, Wrestling Sheet Radio, as well as other things that we're doing here. Also, check out our podcast feed. It's on Podcast One. It's Wrestling Sheet Radio. Right now, it's the recaps and Wrestling Sheet Radio at the end of the week. But I'm uh, working behind the scenes trying to get those slots filled in for the rest of the week again now that we don't have Best of the Rest anymore. Uh, but Top 5 will be back in the very near future. They're, they're, just, they're getting a ton of episodes in the can to make my life easier. And then we're going to bring them back uh, so I can kind of release them. Uh, 
more appropriately and, and not late. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, where people find where people oh, yeah. find everything you're doing. Obviously, you can find me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Got the top ten show and the cinephiles there on iTunes. Top ten on the Schmoes No banner uh, that we just dropped our new episode this morning. Top ten Kurt Russell films. Ooh, that's right. Is that Get new Santa one on there? They say, well, that's the inspiration I for figured. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then uh, we also t- talked about. Uh, well, we also got uh, coming up this week. We're going to do Heat on the cinephiles. The 1995 masterpiece from Michael Mann. Of course, all the other stuff I do here at Collider and Collider Sports. We just dropped a new sports time yesterday. Uh, so go and watch that. Me, Makuga, and Matt Nose welcoming Taylor Bashotti and all kinds of stuff there on Collider Sports and Collider Gaming. You can even watch me as the outlaw playing Red Dead Redemption with Dennis for like an hour. I couldn't believe how an hour went by like that oh, with that it's- game. It's a, it's a, it's crack. That game I spent is crack. Three hours just hunting last night <laughs> to try and get the legendary white bison. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> oh my god, Dennis keeps asking me when I'm gonna buy it. I'm like, nah, I can't buy this. Thing. Yeah, you'll just get hooked. Uh, yeah, hooked, and my, my girlfriend will leave me, and I can't have that. <laughs> that's so. why I got my, that's why I got my girlfriend hooked on video games. Yeah. Before it came out, secretly knowing that she would probably like Red Dead Redemption, and right. it worked, and now she plays it all the time, and I get to play it too. Smart. And now I get to hunt legendary white bison when she goes to bed. <laughs> so it's great. Buffalo. Also underrated Kurt Russell movie, Captain. On. Captain, it's number 10 on uh, oh. on Matt's list. Yep, good job, yep, yep, Matt. Yep. I like you, Matt. Yeah, Matt's had some good choices. I made some quality choices. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for watching us here, talking about this stuff. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of a Collider Body Slam Smackdown Live recap. Tune in then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Looking for the perfect gift? Check out a Visa Virtual Account, available at giftcards.com. Gifting a Visa Virtual Account is easy. Simply select your gift amount, add optional personalization, and click Send. A thoughtful gift delivered in moments. As one of the world's most recognized brands, virtual Visa cards are secure, never expire, and work for any budget. They're also eco-friendly. Eliminate the need for plastic with a virtual gift delivered straight to their inbox. Whether you're shopping for a family member, friend, coworker, or client, a Visa Virtual Account is always the perfect fit. Visa Virtual Accounts can be used online anywhere Visa is accepted, so the possibilities are endless. They're convenient to send and easy to spend, making it the perfect gift for any occasion. Start gifting your virtual Visa today at www.giftcards.com virtual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 